All right, welcome back. This is FCNN. I'm here with a really special guest. This is Andrew Jamil, the Glacier Boys franchise tagged wide receiver. What's up, Andrew? What's up, man? I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Thank you for coming out and actually uh, talking to me. You know, for this, this is really cool for me since, like I said, I'm a I'm a Glacier Boys fan. So before we start about all the uh, league stuff, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you actually ended up in the FCF. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I've been playing football since I was seven years old. Um, I was a good high school player, got uh, some scholarships coming out of high school, um, a couple Division mm-hmm. One walk-ons, but um, primarily Division Two schools that threw me the most money, and I'm one of seven yeah. kids, actually. So uh, I ended up going Division Two. Um, you know, played four years, had a real good career, um, and then I started to think about the pros after that just because I felt like I was good enough. I had some buzz from some CFL teams. Um so I wanted to give it a shot, and I was supposed to have a pro day last March, which got canceled. Um, the Canadian Football League got canceled last summer. So, you know, I was kind of out of luck in terms of opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, I met DeAndre Francois um, in the summer, and he ended up sending me a workout that was in Atlanta, Georgia, for this new FCF league. And he was like, I'm going to go um, try out. He's like, you might as well come try out too. You know, so I said, yeah, you know, why not? I'll go check it out. I went down there, learned more about the league, had a real good tryout, um, and they offered me a contract. So, you know, I didn't see any downside to signing and playing in this contract. So, uh, you know, here I am. Yeah. It's crazy. That's crazy. So you were looking at the FCF, the, not the FCF, the CFL before, and now that's probably up in the air because they just did the uh, the XFL thing that's coming out where they might be merging or working together. So it's interesting to see what will happen with that. Um, right. So you came to the uh, to the FCF. You weren't the first franchise tag, but you got you were the second you were the second pick ever, I think, right? It was yep, the uh, yeah. yeah, it was an O line than you. Um, how does it feel to be the face of a franchise? Because you got tagged right after that, and you have been the most consistent receiver since. How does it feel to go from you know being drafted second, showing out, and then you know getting the tag? I mean, it's great. It's awesome because. It's almost I, – I enjoyed not – I enjoyed being the second tag because um, I had to prove myself a little bit first, you know. They didn't just hand it to me before the first game, which I didn't want. You know, I wanted the fans to believe in me and want to franchise tag me. So, you know, after I, I won that man-up challenge the first week and then I had a good first game, uh, then I got franchise tag. So I, I almost like that better because I feel like I had, to, I had to earn it and I had to prove to the fans that I'm worth the franchise tag. Um, but it's just been awesome, you know. It's, it's been great being able to uh, play for the Glacier Boys every game. You know, I'm starting to build a nice little chemistry with Pindell and Francois. So, I mean, being a franchise tag in this league has been awesome. Yeah, six. You don't have to worry about getting that every week. And the franchise tag, how does it work for players? And are there any benefits? Because I haven't talked to anyone who's been franchise tagged. Is there anything different? Is there like a contract change? Or is it just you stay on the same team and that's that? Yeah, there's nothing in terms of the contract change or anything like that, but I just like playing on the same team because you get comfortable playing with those other mm-hmm. franchise tags, like I said. And it's great for the fans, too, because, you know, the the Glacier Boys fans, um, you know, now they're rooting for me every week instead of only a couple weeks, you know. Like, we had uh, we had the receiver, Joseph Boykin. Um, yeah. He was with us, and all the, the Glacier Boys fans loved him. But then the next week they had to hate him because we were playing the Beast, and he was on the Beast, you know. So it's yeah. cool to have some consistent, loyal fans and just being able to rep the Glacier Boys. 
Yeah, I mean, and it's easy to gain fans when you're, I think you're leading the league in receptions right now. You're above Toivonen, Josh Gordon, all that stuff. How does it feel to be like a, like, like a true, like in the conversation to be the best wide receiver out there? Because you have a 100% catch rate. You haven't dropped a single ball. Like you're, you're balling out every week. How does it feel to like show up and like, you didn't just come to play football. Like you are, you are the Glacier Boys right now. It's great. It's awesome. But I mean, in the most humble way, um, I, I expect that, you know what I mean? I hold myself to the highest standard I always have. And, you know, as long as I've been playing football, I've been performing in, on, uh, in the games and always being able to produce. So um, being able to come in here in this league and prove not only to myself, but to other players in this league and hopefully some scouts at the higher levels that um, not only do I belong at the professional level, but I can really excel. So it's been great being able to produce and just, you know, earning the trust of my quarterbacks and, you know, I want to be that guy that's uh, getting a lot of targets. Um, but at the same time, I just want our offense to click. You know what I mean? If we're scoring points and I don't see the ball, so be it. You know what I mean? As long as we're scoring 40, 50 a game. Um, so being able to be one of the focal points of the offense is just it, – it's great being involved. Yeah. So you mentioned the offense clicking. The Glacier Boys are one in three, right? But I, I think that they're – is not much of a conversation for you guys being the the true worst team in the league. That you guys have caught bad breaks. Whether it's been a the the penalty differential is insane. You guys are the most penalized team in the league by far. It's not even close. Not the penalty yards are racked up. It it feels a little unfair, but put bias aside. What's clicking with the offense? Because we just saw you guys go on like you guys scored with what fifty two points on Saturday. Like yeah. what changed? Because you guys went from being the least efficient offense in week one and week two, you built in week three and then week four, it just, it seemed to just come together. Like what happened? Yeah. Well, we've always had that capability. It just, it just takes reps and it, it takes game reps too, you know? So once we got a couple games under our belt, we sort of figured out um, a lot of our mismatches in terms of us being able to, you know, attack the defense. You see Turp just breaking loose. We franchise tag Kalen Campbell, who's a great running back. And we drafted Francois with the first pick um in that last draft so um i mean i feel like we can easily be the most explosive offense in the league um and we just got to be consistent and we can't turn the ball over you know we turned the ball over i think once or twice last game and in the fcf you just yeah. have that you know it's almost like madden where whoever gets the ball last will win sometimes whoever gets that one or two turnovers will win um so we just got to take care of the ball and I mean, you said it not not get penalized because that's been killing us. Yeah, you mentioned the the turnovers. It was one interception with each quarterback, and it was actually Francois's first interception of the year. I think it was yeah. Pindell's second, but Francois is a is like a that was a big get. There was a reason he was drafted first overall. I don't know how he walked for so long without being franchise tagged, but he's also know. the only quarterback in the entire league to not have a win. What do you guys wow. have to do on Saturday to get him a win? Because he literally has not won a single game. Sad. Um, I mean, we got to play defense first and foremost. Got to be able to get those one or two stops. And we expect to score every time we have the ball. So that's what we got to do. And on top of that, we got to be consistent with our, uh, our extra points and conversions. Because a lot of these games come down to one and two point differentials. You know what I mean? Those, those mm. conversions are huge. So we got to play good defense, get that one or two stop that we need and just score every time we got the ball on offense. I mean, that's what we expect to do. Yeah, because in the man up last night, not last night, on Wednesday, 
it, it was there was three power ups for grabs and the beast sweeped right it, it was pretty close but now the pressure is really on you guys to hit every man up because when it comes down to the man ups you have no retries whereas the beasts have three power ups now to not only redo one of yours so if you guys complete on an extra point they have a power up to restart and put in a new defensive bat and they have the ability to if we get a stop to restart their offensive like extra point twice so it's right. going to come down to like really like being consistent there and with the extra yeah, points man. what are your thoughts on it as like a receiver cuz you're in them a lot and i think you're 100% on extra points too so what are your yeah. thoughts on those um, I love them, dude. I wish they did that in the NFL, you know. Imagine one-on-ones. Uh, I think it's great. Yeah. It's just competing. Um, and it's just, I mean, there's not much else to say other than it's one-on-one. The best man's going to win. Um, and uh, I think it's I think it's more exciting than an extra point. No offense to kickers. Um, but I think it's been a great addition to the league. And I just got to keep being consistent and doing my job. We got Terp going. It's me, Terp, and uh, our tight end, uh, Darren Dardell, who's our uh, – yeah. those are our three um, that we got going this Saturday for our one-on-one. So we just got to be consistent and get open and make plays. And if we got to go again because they have a power-up, so be it, you know. It seems like we got the odds uh, stacked against us this week, you know, because we're one and three and the Beasts are three and one. But we, we easily could have beaten them last time we played them. Uh, so we just got to play a good game and – try to come out on top this time yeah i mean i think it's something to say about how each game has come down to a, a one score margin so it's it's hard to say like one team is definitively better than the others plus the beasts are having injury problems right now allegedly with cramps and people going out so i think that there's a good case for you guys to win but if besides man ups if there's one thing that you had to do to really win on saturday is it is it clear up the the turnovers is it just score every drive because it's coming down to in the FCF, either you score every drive or you lose because the turnovers are killer. Like if you, right. if you aren't scoring, you're falling behind way too fast. You can't exactly. onside kick anymore to save yourself. So what do you guys have to do? Uh, what, what was the question? What do we have to do to what? What do you have to do to win on Saturday? Um, I mean, football is a game of momentum and especially in the FCF, you know, once you get rolling, um, we just got to make sure that we don't stop. You know, whether we're up a lot or down a lot, we know that this game can come right back to within a one-score game with all these power-ups and things like that. So every time we're on the field, we just gotta we just gotta dominate. Whether it's on offense or defense, um, we're going up against you know a really good beast team. Um, so we just gotta rise to the occasion, man. It's playoffs, so it would be awesome to get this win. Yeah, because I mean it's do or die here. So you either exactly. you either make it or you break it. But you, so you've been there for what? How long have you guys been in the bubble? Like two and a half months now, or something? We Coming got up here. On th- um, I want to say the second week of January. Wow, it's been a while, huh? It has been a while, dude. If it, this season's gone quick, but it it feels like I've been here for a while. You know, being in this bubble is just a new experience for all of us. Something. Uh, none of us have ever had to deal with, you know. Yeah, what's your? I mean, what's your favorite part of the league so far? I'll get to the second part of this question later. But you guys have been in the bubble for two and a half weeks, two and a half months, not weeks, and you guys have been like as a group all together the entire time because at the beginning th- there were no teams. So, like, what's the environment 
in the FCF right now, and what's your favorite part of it all? Um, the environment's exciting, dude. Everyone's everyone's uh, just trying to make the most of this opportunity, you know. Um, and no one's really feeling bad for themselves about being in a bubble because you know, in twenty twenty one, that's just what we got to do to play football. You know, we can't have um COVID slowing us down or canceling games or things like that. So we just got to take all the necessary protocols. Um, but it's been great, you know, coming into this bubble and living with a bunch of guys that I've never met before, um, that, you know, all come from different backgrounds and played at different schools, played in different leagues. It's cool just coming here. And my favorite part is just being able to build these relationships and, you know, make these connections with all these football players across the country. Now, you know, I feel like if I was in any state in the country, um, I could hit up an FCF player and I'd be able to, you know, work out with them and meet up with them. And, you know, I, I have a hundred new friends now. So I think that's my favorite part. It's just playing in the same, yeah. you know, guys like Manziel and Josh Gordon and Francois. And, you know, it's just, it's awesome for a small town kid and a division two kid to now be able to play with guys like this. I mean, it, it's been awesome. Yeah. I mean, you went from, like you said, small town kid to D2 player to now you're in the pros. What do you think's next after this? Like, what are you aiming for? The XFL was due to start next year, but might be pushed back. But was that ever in the the conversation? Or are you looking to the NFL? I mean, of course, the NFL's my my goal. That's that's uh that's that's the dream right there. Um, yeah. But you know, I gotta just control what I can control and take advantage of every opportunity that's you know presented to me. So the the FCF is the first contract that was offered to me. So you know, I feel like I've done a good job taking advantage of it. And, uh, you know, I'm ready. I think I could play in the NFL, CFL, or XFL, and I would love to play in, in any three of those leagues. Um, so we'll see. You know, hopefully I can get a, get a call after the season or, um, you know, anything, really, any workouts or anything like that. I'm going to be open to it. I'm going to be training, staying in shape. You know, I just – I want to play ball. You know, I love it. And if I can do it for a living and be able to inspire kids and – you know, have fun while doing it and getting paid. I mean, that's that's a dream come true. Yeah, you mentioned like this is like the first contract you got and stuff, and I assume it's like that for a lot of others besides people like Quinn Porter and Manziel. But I think one of the problems I had with the FCF, and I'm still kind of worried about, is I feel like a lot of you guys are like, there's a lot of people here that are genuinely talented enough to go right up to the NFL, and I think that the vast majority are at least going to make a practice squad. What does the FCF has to do to keep some of their players? Because you'd have to imagine that they want a few of you guys to stay because you, people like you, Flowers, Josh Gordon now, Robert Turbin, like they're becoming like the faces of the FCF. And if you guys leave, you take a lot of people with them. Is there any desire to stay if they were to offer you anything? Or is, is it like this is like the G League of, of football and you're trying to get out? Not to get out. I don't. I don't mean no that in a secret. bad way. <laughs> it's no secret that every player in the FCF um, has dreams and you know aspirations to play in the NFL or the CFL. Um, and our commissioner knows that. You know, he said that from day one. He knows we're all free agents, and um, this is a great opportunity for us to be able to further our football career. Um, and I've had a blast playing in the FCF, so I would I would love to come back if I didn't have any other opportunities present itself at a higher level. Um, but I, I get what you're saying. You know, there's we've been able to build a good following, especially some individual players. So uh, we'll see what the league does, man. If they have to, if they have to offer some incentives for some guys to get them to stay, we'll see. You know, that's out of my control. But 
I'm just going to wait till after this season's over, see how things shake up. And then, you know, once I talk to my family, I'll make some decisions. But I've loved the FCF so far, you know. And I think I think the FCF loves you. Like like I said, you're you you have become the Glacier Boys. Like David Pendel have morphed into like the like I said, the faces of the franchise. So I don't know. It was just interesting to hear. And I asked the uh, asked this to Tredonte Hill. I interviewed him like a week and a half ago. How do you think the FCF will translate to the bigger leagues? Because it's a fifty yard field. I don't think it's as wide either. So you aren't running as long of routes and right. it's, it's a, it's a completely different environment. Do you think it'll translate to the NFL well, or is that a concern? Cause it is a completely different game. Right. Well, you got to remember a lot, all of us played 11 on 11, our whole lives, you know, until we got here. Um, so I just got out of college, you know, less than a year ago. So I, uh, I'm still familiar with 11 on 11 regular football. And I feel like after just a couple weeks of uh, training, you know, I, I could get right back to my old ways. Um, and I was a little worried about the small field and all the, uh, you know, differences from regular football that the FCF is, but the way I like to think about it is that it makes me work on my weaknesses, you know, cause there's not as much space and obviously receivers like playing in space. So now I have to make a lot more contested catches. I got to make a lot more catches on the sideline. Um, there's not as much room to run. So like I said, it's just, it makes me work on my weaknesses. And I know that once I get back on a normal size field and, you know, there's just going to be a lot more space and it's going to feel like there's more room to work, you know? Yeah. I, I like I said, I was just wondering because I mean, yeah. no, when I thought cool. about like how an NFL recruiter would look at it, it is half the size, but you're right. You, you guys are making like super tight catches and right. the quarterbacks merit as well. They're throwing in super tight windows if they yeah. decide to throw since a lot of QBs yeah. just elect to run a lot. But as different as it is, we're still running, throwing passes, catching passes getting hit, scoring touchdowns. You know what I mean? It, it, it's still football, even though there's there's some shakeups. Yeah, it's, at the end of the day, it's still football, and you're still playing football. So, exactly. I mean, nothing can change the fact, like, that you guys are athletes. Like, you run fantastic routes, and I, the field does not change that. Everyone knows it. it exactly. It's the reason why you've become one of the most successful wide receivers in the league. And before we finish up, I have one more question, and it's, why should leagues beyond the FCF look at you? If you could give them like a 30 second elevator pitch, why do you deserve to be on an NFL team, CFL, XFL, whatever you want to be on? What's your pitch? Like why, why, why should Andrew Jamil wear a Jersey for you know, the NFL? Yeah. Um, I come from a football family, you know, so as long as I've been, um, you know, old enough to run around, I've been, I've been playing football. So I feel like I have an extremely high football IQ. Um, I'm extremely coachable. You know what I mean? Wherever I am, I'm going to adjust. I'm going to learn. And I'm always going to be open to getting better because I know that's the most important thing. Um, I'm a great teammate as well. You know, I respect all my teammates. And I'm a competitor. You know, I just – there's nothing I love more than playing football. So, you know, my, my passion for the game, I feel like, is what drives me. And like I said, I come from a football family. So it's just what I've always done. And, you know, I really believe that I'm good enough to play at the next level. So, you know, whoever whoever gets me would just get, you know – like you said, a great route runner, a guy that's getting open and just constantly trying to make plays and be consistent because I know that's what it's all about. All right, well, there you have it. Talk to him. Can people find you on any specific social medias? Do you have anything you want to plug before we close out? Yeah, man, Instagram, Twitter, at Andrew Jamil. Definitely throw me a follow. You know, it's been great being able to build a, a following that the SCF has, um, 
you know, there's so many fans behind the FCF. So it's been awesome to be able to get a nice little following. And I hope it keeps going up because the support's been amazing. All right. Well, I'd like to thank you again for coming out and talking to me. This was, you know, really big for me. So thank you for answering all the questions. Thank you for, you know, being a Glacier boy and good luck on Saturday. Hell yeah, bro. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. We're going to try to get this W Saturday. Let's hope. All right. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. See you.